Okay, this is case number uh, GR number one two zero three one nine, decided October six nineteen ninety five, Luzon Development Bank petitioner versus Association of Luzon Development Bank employees in Attorney Esther S Garcia in her capacity as voluntary arbitrator, respondents. Okay, so this is a case decided by Justice Romero J. From a submission agreement of the Luzon Development Bank and the Association Luzon Development Bank employees, ALDBE arose an arbitration case to resolve the following issue. Whether or not the company has violated the collective bargaining agreement provision and the memorandum of agreement dated April 1994 on promotion. At a conference, the parties agreed to the submission of their respective position papers on December 1 to 15, 1984. Attorney Esther S. Garcia, in her capacity as voluntary arbitrator, received the ALDBE's position. No, so what is ALDBE? It is the Association of Luzon Development Bank Employees. Association of Luzon Development Bank Employees. Possession paper on January 18, 1985. LDB, or the Luzon Development Bank, on the other hand, failed to submit its position paper despite a letter from the voluntary arbitrator reminding them to do so. So that is uh, the, uh, the Luzon Development Bank failed to provide. But the Association of Luzon Development Bank employees uh, were able to submit their paper okay so they sub- failed to submit its position paper despite a letter from the voluntary arbitrator reminding them to do so as of may 23 1985 no position paper had been filed by the land uh, by the luzon development bank on may 24 1985 without luzon development bank's position paper the voluntary arbitrator rendered the decision disposing as follows wherefore wherefore finding is hereby made that the bank had not adhered to the collective bargaining agreement provision nor the memorandum agreement on promotion so uh, there has been a decision that the that the Luzon Development Bank did not adhere no, to to the collective bargaining agreement or the memorandum of agreement hence this uh, petition for certiorari and prohibition seeking to set aside the decision of the voluntary arbitrator and to prohibit her from enforcing the same. In labor law context, arbitration is the reference of labor dispute to an impartial third person to determination on the basis of evidence and arguments presented by such parties who have bound themselves to accept the decision of the arbitrator as final and binding. So, the similar regulation, but this time for the labor issues. Arbitration may be quali- uh, will be qualis- uh, will be classified on the basis of the obligation on of which it is based as either no compulsory or voluntary so here we see the different kinds of uh, kinds of arbitration no? kinds of arbitration but it is more of uh, classifications of arbitration so what is compulsory arbitration compulsory arbitra- arbitration is a system whereby no a compuls- compulsory arbitration is a system whereby the parties 
to a dispute are compelled by the government to forego their right to strike and are compelled to accept the resolution of their dispute through arbitration by a third party. The essence of arbitration remains since a resolution of a dispute is arrived by resort to a disinterested third party whose decision is final and binding on the parties. But in compulsory arbitration such as a third party is normally appointed by the government. So this is a compulsory but it is appointed by the president. So that is compulsory arbitration. How about voluntary arbitration? Under voluntary arbitration, no, let's take note of this. On the other hand, referral of a, dis- a dispute of parties is made pursuant to a voluntary arbitration clause in their collective agreement. So it is a, cre- a creature of their collective agreement to an impartial third person for a final and binding resolution. Ideally, arbitration awards are supposed to be complied with by both parties without delay, such that once an award has been rendered by the arbitrating arbitrator, nothing left to be done by both parties but to comply with the same. After all, they've been rendered by an arbitrator. No, nothing is left by, to be done by both parties but to comply with the same. Again, after all, they are presumed to have freely chosen the arbitration as the mode of settlement to a particular dispute. Pursuant thereto, they have chosen mutually acceptable arbitrator who shall hear and decide this case. Above all, they have mutually agreed to be bound by said of the arbitrator's decision. In the Philippine context, the parties to the collective bargaining agreement are required to include their own provisions for a, machi- for a machinery for the resolution of grievances arising from the interpretation or implementation of the CBA or company personal policies. For this purpose, parties to the CBA shall name and designate therein a voluntary arbitrator or a panel of arbitrators or include procedure for their selection, preferably from those accredited by the National Conciliation and Mediation Board. Article 261 of the Labor Code, accordingly, again, for the purpose of the CBA, no, we have uh, someone, no, preferably from those accredited by the National Conciliation and Mediation Board or the NCMB. Again, remember that NCMB. Okay, so this is in a Philippine context, no. So if the parties to a collective bargaining agreement are required, at, are required to include therein provisions for a machinery for resolution of grievances, required na siya arising from the interpretation or implementation of the collective bargaining agreement or the company personnel policies. So this, uh, for this purpose, parties of the CBA shall name and designate therein their voluntary arbitrator or a final uh, panel of arbitrators or include procedure for their selection, preferably from those accredited by the National Conciliation and Mediation Board or the NCMB. Article 261 of the Labor Code accordingly provides for exclusive original jurisdiction of such a voluntary arbitrator or panel of arbitrators over one no? the interpretation or the implementation of the CBA so that's one the interpretation and enforcement of company personal policies so let's highlight this because these are the uh, these are the functions or what do you call the exclusive original jurisdiction of the voluntary arbiter or panel of arbiters the interpretation enforcement of company personal policies okay so it's two so how you I- interpret first the the cba no and the second one is the enforcement of company personnel policy so 
uh, this is where you air out your grievances first and it is adjudicated here article 262 authorizes them but only upon agreement of the parties to exercise jurisdiction over other labor disputes so it requires agreement it requires consent from both parties or agreement from both parties on the other hand the labor arbiter under article 217 of the labor code has jurisdiction over the following enumerated the following enumerated cases except as otherwise provided under this code the labor arbiter shall have original and exclusive jurisdiction to hear and decide within 30 calendar days after the submission of the cause of the parties for decision without extension even in the absence of stenographic notes the following cases involving all workers whether agricultural or non-agricultural okay so please take note no, that the labor arbiter under Article 217 of the Labor Code has jurisdiction over the following enumerated cases. But there is an exception here. As otherwise provided by the Labor Code, arbiter shall have our original and exclusive jurisdiction to hear and decide within 30 calendar days after the submission of the, co- of the case of the parties for decision without extension, even in the absence of stenographic notes. The following cases involving workers, whether agricultural or non-agricultural, this includes unfair labor practice, termination disputes. So this is the jurisdiction of the labor arbiter. No, first is unfair labor practice. Number two is termination disputes. If they are terminated, then you can question it in the labor arbiter. Then it, if accompanied with a claim for reinstatement for those cases that workers may file involving wages rates of pay hours of work and other uh, terms and conditions of the employment no and then claims for actual moral exemplary and other forms of damages arising from the employer employer relations cases arising from violations of article 264 this code including questions involving the legality of strikes and lockouts except claims for employees compensation social security medicare maternity benefits and all other claims arising from the employer-employer relations, including those persons in domestic or household service, involving an amount exceeding 5,000 pesos, regardless of whether accompanied with a claim for reinstatement. It will thus be noted that the jurisdiction conferred by law on a voluntary arbitrator or a panel by such arbitrators is quite limited compared to the original jurisdiction of the labor arbiter and the appellate jurisdiction of the National Labor Relations NLRC for that matter. So as you can see, there are only two disputes that the lo- local vo- voluntary arbiter can can rule upon. First is the interpretation and the implementation of the CBA and the interpretation of the enforcement of company personnel uh, policies. Okay, but if as stipulated in Article 262, if authorized under the agreement of the parties to exercise jurisdiction over labor, labor disputes, then it could be. Okay, so again here, the court emphasized you know, that there is quite limited to the original jurisdiction of the labor arbiter and the appellate jurisdiction of the NLRC or the National Labor Relations Commission, Relations Commission for that matter. The state of our present law relating to voluntary arbitration provides that the award or decision of the voluntary arbitrator shall be final and executory after 10 calendars, calendar days from the receipt of the copy of award or decision of the parties. No? So, 10 calendar days. So, let's take note of this. It's quite limited compared to the original it's a doctrine. While decision awards or orders of the labor arbiter 
are final and executory unless appealed to the Commission by any or both parties within 10 calendar days from the receipt of such decision, awards, or orders. Hence, there is an express mode of appeal from the decision of the labor arbiter. Republic Act Number no. 6715 is silent with respect to the appeal from the decision of the voluntary arbiter. Yet, past practice has showed uh, shows that decision or award of a voluntary arbitrator is more often than not elevated to the Supreme Court itself on a petition for certiorari, in effect equating the voluntary arbitrator with the NLRC or the Court of Appeals. In view of the Court, this is illogical and imposes unnecessary burden upon it. In Vauxhall Labor Union et al. versus NLRC, on the settled premise that the judgments of courts and awards of quasi-judicial but agencies must become final at the same depth in some definite time. This court ruled that the awards of voluntary arbitrators determine the rights of the parties. Hence, their decision have the same legal effect as judgments of a court. Okay, so they have effect no, as judgments of the court. Okay. So, they have the same legal effect. No, Let me just emphasize that. In Oceanic BIC Division, FFW et al. versus Romero et al., this court ruled that the voluntary arbitrator by the nature of her functions acts as a quasi-judicial capacity. Okay, so he is acting as a quasi-judicial capacity. Under these rulings, it follows that the voluntary arbitrator, whether acting solely or in a panel, enjoys the law, uh, enjoys in law the status of quasi-judicial agency, but independent of and apart from the NLRC since its decisions are not appealable to the to the latter. So take note, um, the decisions of the voluntary arbiter are not appealable to the NLRC, although it's considered as a quasi-judicial body. Okay, Section 9 of BP. Uh, Bilang 129, as amended by Republic Act 7902, provides that the Court of Appeals shall exercise exclusive appellate jurisdiction over final judgment, decision, resolutions, awards, or or awards of regional trial courts, quasi-judicial bodies, instrumentalities, boards, or commissions, including Securities and Exchange Commission, the Employees' Compensation Commission, the Civil Service Commission, except those falling within the appellate jurisdiction of the Supreme Court in accordance with the Constitution. The Labor Code of the Philippines under Presidential Decree Number no. 442 as amended and the provisions of this Act. So, aklaro kay Nino, Republic Act 7902, okay, of BP as amended by, uh, that's BP B, bilang 129, Republic Act Number no. 7902, okay, very clearly, quasi-judicial bodies is appealable to the Court of Appeals. So, it includes the CSC, Commission of Civil Service Commission, no Commission of uh, Employees' Compensation Commission, and then we also have Securities and Exchange Commission. So, <laughs> uh, I heard Magud from a person saying that an appeal in the civil service is appealable to the Supreme Court. No, So, as we can see here, Republic Act number no. 7902 really provides that uh, commission, no civil service commission here uh, is the appellate jurisdiction is still the court of appeals. No? So it still goes to that before it goes to the Supreme Court. 
Assuming arguendo that the voluntary arbitrator or the panel of voluntary arbitrators may not strictly be considered as a quasi-judicial agency, board of commission still both he and the panel are comprehended within the concept of a quasi-judicial instrumentality. It may even be stated that it was to meet the very situation presented by the quasi-judicial function of, a vo of the voluntary arbitrators here as well as the subsequent arbitrator or arbitral tribunal operating under the Construction Industry Arbitration Commission or the CIAC. That broader term, instrumentalities, was purposely included in the above quoted provision. <coughs> An instrumentality is anything used as means or agency. Thus, the terms governmental agency or instrumentality are synonymous in a sense that either of them is a means by which a government acts or by which a certain government act or function is performed. The word instrumentality with respect to a state contemplates an authority to which the state delegates governmental power to the performance of a state function. An individual person like an administrator or executor is a judicial instrumentality in the setting of an estate. In settling an estate, no? in the same manner that the sub, a sub-agent appointed by a bankruptcy court is an instrumentality of the court and the trustee in the bankruptcy of a defunct corporation is an instrumentality of the state. The voluntary arbitrator no less than performs a state function pursuant to the governmental power delegated to him under the provisions therefore in the labor code and he falls therefore within the contemplation of the term instrumentality. So the voluntary arbitrator for, uh, falls in the contemplation of the term instrumentality. In the aforementioned section 9 of BP 129, the fact that his functions and powers are provided for in the labor code does not place him within the exceptions to, to said section 9 since he is a quasi-judicial instrumentality as contemplated therein. It will be noted that although the Employees' Compensation Commission is also provided for in the Labor Code, Circular Number 1-91, which is the forerunner of the present revised Administrative Circular Number 1-95, laid down the procedure for the appealability of its decision to the Court of Appeals under foregoing rationalization, and this was later adopted no, in Republic Act 7902. So that's LP, converting it to letters, it's LP, LP on. No, lipun. Lip, LP on. No, LP on. So how do we memorize this? No? <laughs> uh, okay. So this one provides for the rationalization of where the appellate jurisdiction is so it provides very clearly that quasi-judicial bodies no, especially quasi-judicial instrumentality the appellate jurisdiction is the court of appeals no, is amending section 9 of bp129 a fortiori no a fortiori a fortiori the decision or award of the voluntary arbitrator or panel arbitrators. No, so that's how they call it. Or sorry. Okay, so let's try to search this one so that it will be more clear for our listeners. Okay, for sorry. 
forcery signals an argument that it is based on even stronger argument. No? In Latin, the term literally means from from stronger. No? So you say a forcery, no? So you are trying to say no in the in your words that you are having you're about to say something very clearly. The decision or award of the voluntary arbitrator or panel of arbitrators should likewise be appealable to the Court of Appeals. In line with the procedure outlined in the revised administrative circular number 1-95 just like those of the quasi-judicial bodies. So why don't we just highlight this? This is very important. This is actually the doctrine of this case. No? So let's highlight it yellow. Again, for sure, the decision of the award of the arbitrator should likewise be appealable to the Court of Appeals. No? As, as stipulated in Republic Act, number 7902 no as it amended section 9 of bp 129 this would be of in furtherance of and consistent with the original purpose of circular 1-91 to provide a uniform procedure for the appellate review of adjudications of all quasi-judicial entities not expressly exempted from the coverage of section 9 BP 129 by either the Constitution or another statute, nor will it run counter to the legislative intent intendment that the decisions of the NRS, NLRC be reviewable directly to the Supreme Court since precisely the cases within the adjudicative competence of the voluntary arbitrator are exclusive excluded. No? So if you look at the jurisdiction of the NLRC, it's really exclusive excluded there no and we have seen what is under the ambit of the uh, within the ambit of the exclusive jurisdiction of the voluntary arbitrator no so they are exclusive excluded in the jurisdiction of the NLRC at or the labor arbiter in the same vein it is worth mentioning that under section 22 of Republic Act 876 also known as the arbitration law Arbitration is deemed a special proceeding of which the court specified in the contract of submission or if none be specified, the regional trial court for the province or city which one of the parties resides or so doing business or in which arbitration is held shall have jurisdiction. So a party to the controversy may no, at any time within one month after the award is made apply to the court having jurisdiction for an order confirming the award and the court must grant such order unless the award is vacated modified or corrected so therefore the rtc can actually confirm the award no, they can confirm the award as stipulated no at the legal basis is ra 876 876 In effect, this equates the award or decision of the voluntary arbitrator with that of the RTC. Consequently, in a petition for certiorari from that award or decision, the Court of Appeals must be deemed to have concurrent jurisdiction with the Supreme Court. As a matter of policy, this court shall henceforth remand the Court of Appeals petitions of this proper is of this nature for proper disposition. So it is brought back to the Court of Appeals. Accordingly, the court resolved to refer this case to the Court of Appeals who ordered. No? So again, uh, the case here no, is again the submission of the agreement between Luzon Development Bank, Bank and the Association of Luzon Development Bank employees no, and arose an arbitration case 
to resolve the issue whether or not the company has violated the collective bargaining agreement provision and the memorandum agreement dated April 1994 on promotion. So there's an issue on promotion here and they wanted really to appeal it uh, because maybe perhaps they were not satisfied. No. So in a conference, the parties agreed on the submission of the respective position papers but the voluntary arbitrator did not receive anything. And uh, as you can see, the decision is that wherefore hereby made that the bank has not adhered to the CBA and the Memorandum Agreement on Promotion. So the petition for certiorari was directly given to the Supreme Court. No Petition for certiorari and provision seeking to set aside the decision of the voluntary arbitrator to prohibit her from enforcing the same. So the issue here is really the jurisdiction. No, the court is trying to see and try to argue whether or not they have jurisdiction upon a decision of a voluntary arbitrator. So there has been a, a discussion about the difference between compulsory arbitration, which is a system whereby the parties to a dispute are compelled by the government to forego their right to strike and are compelled to accept the, the resolution of their dispute to arbitration by a third party. And this third party is selected normally appointed by the government so under voluntary arbitration on the other hand this is a creature of their own cba no so they agreed no that uh, they will if there are confusions as to their cba they will abide their themselves to the decision of an arbitrator okay and it is acting no in the context of uh uh, according to the court, it's acting in the context of a quasi-judicial body, a quasi-judicial instrumentality. And so, therefore, it is by nature appealable to the to the Court of Appeals. And so, it should be remanded there. However, there has been a clear discussion also of what are the different... Uh, when can the voluntary arbitrator have jurisdiction so first is that when it's all about interpretation of the cba or when it uh, calls for interpretation of enforcement of company or personal policies or if article 262 if according to that in the labor code it says that upon agreement of the both parties to exercise jurisdiction over the labor disputes they can also do that and there is also a clear uh, discussion upon the jurisdiction of the labor arbiter Okay, and the NLRC, which is the appellate court for the labor arbiter. So this includes unfair labor practice, termination disputes, accompanied a claim of reinstatement, those cases the workers may file involving wages, rates of hours, or a labor standards. So these are labor standards. Claims of actual moral or exemplary forms of damages against the employer. Cases arising from Article 264 of this code invo involving questions about the legality of strikes. No? And then, except claims for employees' compensation, social security, Medicare, maternity benefits, or other claims. So, basically, that is what the case is all about. It's, it's not a very long case, but it shows that, you know, the importance of the jurisdiction of the court. Okay, thank you so much. Again, this is Luzon Development Bank, Petitioner versus Association of Luzon Development Bank Employees and Attorney Esther S. Garcia in her capacity as Voluntary Arbitrator. GR number 120319 decided October 6, 1995. Thank you.